Hello, my name is Natalie Nation and you're listening to Feed That Nation. In today's podcast, I'm going to be answering the question, who are our nutrition experts? Now this is a super loaded question, so it's going to take me a bit to get into it. I'm going to start by talking about different types of nutrition experts and other nutrition uh, people out there. And I'll be talking about the kinds of training that different types of people go through, uh, scope of practice, and I'll be going through types of nutrition experts to definitely go to for advice and which ones you might want to steer clear of. Before I get started, please go ahead and subscribe on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, or whatever podcast platform you are listening or watching on. Please go ahead and give me a review, leave me a comment, give me a five-star rating. I would love to hear from you guys about how you're enjoying my podcast. So there are several different kinds of nutrition experts out there. The one I probably talk about the most is the registered dietitian. That is the program that I'm currently in. I'm studying to become a registered dietitian right now, so obviously I have a little bit of a bias in there, but registered dietitians are the nutrition experts. In order to become a registered dietitian, you need to complete a bachelor's degree in nutrition or dietetics. You need to complete an internship that includes 1,200 supervised clinical practice hours, and you need to pass the certification exam before you can use the title RD. Along with that, in order to continue to practice as a registered dietitian, you need to uh, maintain your credentials by getting 75 CEUs, or continuing education credits, every three years. Another title that a lot of people confuse with dietitian is nutritionist. And nutritionists, it can kind of depend. Some states, and the licensure for nutritionists is by state and not uh, nationally recognized, so some states, like Minnesota, require that anyone who calls himself a nutritionist to have completed at least a master's degree, sometimes a doctorate, and you need to have completed a certain number of internship hours in the field, and you need to pass a certification exam. In other states, the laws are a little bit looser. So some states only require that you have a bit of education, some states only require that you pass a certification exam, and some states don't have any requirements at all for who can and who can't call themselves a nutritionist. It's kind of a mixed bag, actually. <laughs> nutritionist is also sometimes a confusing term because it can refer to um, someone who is studying nutrition, so a nutrition student or a scholar, a nutrition researcher or expert, so someone who, who has spent their life studying nutrition, or it can refer to someone who practices as a nutrition counselor or a coach. To make it even more complicated, sometimes people with the registered dietitian credential have, instead of RD, they have RDN, or Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. Oh man. <laughs> so those are the two that people have heard of most often. When you think about nutrition expert, you usually probably think of a dietitian or a nutritionist. Aside from dietitians and nutritionists, other medical professionals that receive some nutrition education and are generally known to be knowledgeable in nutrition are doctors and chiropractors and occasionally physical therapists as well. In order to practice as a doctor, as we all know, a doctor must go to undergrad, complete four years of college, they must go to medical school, that's another four years to get their doctorate, 
and then they need to complete a residency. So that's three to seven years of supervised practice within a clinical setting. Some doctors after that even choose to complete a fellowship, so that's another couple of years uh, learning about a subspecialty within the specialty they've chosen. However, doctors do not receive a lot of formal nutrition education within any of their years of schooling. This doesn't mean, however, that doctors can't research on their own time and become knowledgeable, but it does mean that the level of nutrition knowledge that doctors have is very individualized, and it's not for certain that, an, that any given doctor you talk to will have the information that you're looking for. Chiropractors um, are a type of complementary and alternative medicine practitioners. They receive a lot of training in kinesiology and anatomy, as well as training in nutrition. This uh, nutrition education is generally very holistic, very much about the body and the soul and the mind, and generally doesn't include medical nutrition or clinical nutrition specialties in that training. So it's very general information. Some chiropractors, like doctors, choose to pursue additional uh, research on their own time to learn more about nutrition, but just like doctors, this is going to be highly individual in terms of what individual chiropractors know. And the same with physical therapists. Physical therapists, in order to practice, need to complete their doctor of physical therapy. They receive some nutrition education, not a lot, and many will choose to do research on their own time to become more knowledgeable. But again, this is incredibly varied in terms of individuals. Completely forgot to mention athletic training and nursing as two healthcare professions which require a college degree and some level of nutrition training, similar to physical therapy. Shout out to all of my friends and colleagues working in nursing and athletic training. Other professions that receive nutrition training are personal trainers and health coaches. Both, a, both personal training and health coach programs require uh, individuals to complete online modules and other training in order to practice under that title. And that training does generally include nutrition uh, topics, very basic information, but they do receive some level of education in it generally. There are also several different nutrition certifications out there outside of the ones that I've already described, but these programs are highly varied. Some programs require individuals to have formal education or to complete online training. Some don't. Some require continuing education credits in order to stay certified some don't, some of these certifications are recognized by individual states, some are recognized nationally, some aren't. So with a lot of these certifications, um, it's difficult to know what you're getting when you choose to talk to someone with that certification, and it's very hard to know what level of training they actually have unless you do your research. Unlike a dietitian or a doctor whom you know has received definitely a specific level of education and is practicing under certain standards. So all of these professions that I've talked about operate under specific scopes of practice. A scope of practice is the level of competency, proficiency, and expertise that these professions are required to have, and their scope of practice will dictate the types of information and services that they are allowed to provide for patients and clients. For example, a chiropractor cannot prescribe medicine. That is not something that they are professionally trained to do and it is not in their scope of practice. A personal trainer, on the other hand, cannot diagnose injuries. This is not in their scope of practice or something that they are trained to do. 
Nutrition scope of practice will vary based on profession. For example, clinical dietitians are considered to be the experts in medical nutrition. They have received extensive education in medical nutrition topics, have completed internship hours, uh, have received a certification, and are required to recertify every three years. Now, the complicated part is that a lot of times, nutrition scope of practices between different professions will overlap. Nursing, for example, a profession I did not talk about, nurses generally complete one nutrition course during their undergrad in the process of becoming a nurse, so they have received some formal nutrition education. The same as dietitians. I was actually in a nutrition class in undergrad with a lot of nurses, so we have the same base level of education there. And it's really cool that our professions can overlap. We both know certain things about nutrition. The same with me and a chiropractor or a personal trainer and a physical therapist. There's lots of overlaps in the scope of practice, meaning lots of information to share. And a lot of times people with the same training or similar training in nutrition can provide different perspectives on similar topics, which I think is so cool. Now, where we run into a lot of issues with scope of practice is um, kind of in two ways. Either the person in the profession um, where they have a certain level of nutrition education, training, or certification don't know where the boundaries of their scope of practice is, so they might be practicing out of their scope of practice, or someone who's looking for advice might not know which profession to go to to receive the type of advice that they need. Um, for example, a person with Crohn's disease or diabetes, generally to receive um, adequate, helpful, and sustainable evidence-based nutrition advice will need to go to a dietitian or a doctor to receive that nutrition counseling and advice. On the other hand, a generally healthy person who is just looking for some advice on how to really amp up um, their wellness and their lifestyle might be able to go to a personal trainer or a chiropractor because they're looking for more basic advice and tips. And this is all super individual and it gets so complicated. And it's really the responsibility of people in nutrition professions to know where their scope of practice is and where their scope of practice is not. I'll also include here that I, as a dietetic intern and a grad student who have some level of nutrition education but not any kind of professional licensure or certification, am very limited in the types of nutrition advice that I can provide people. I can basically provide people with very general information or refer them to other resources, but I cannot practice medical nutrition, even under, even under the supervision of a licensed registered dietitian, I am limited in what I can provide for patients or clients because I am not certified. A place I see the scope of practice thing really getting muddied up is often on social media. There are a whole bunch of, I would call them health influencers on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, people out there talking about health and nutrition either in their own lives, maybe they do it for, a perf for their professional job, maybe they're getting paid to do it, but it's very difficult to tell with these health influencers what level of education they actually hold. Usually registered dietitians or doctors are going to say outright that they are a registered dietitian, a doctor, a chiropractor, whatever. But other people might say, not a lot, maybe they don't have any kind of certification. It's just really hard to tell. And with or without those certifications, it's hard to tell 
Did they go to school for nutrition? Did they learn all their information online? You know, what's going on here? And that can make it really difficult to know if the advice that these people are giving is actually going to be useful, helpful, healthy, sustainable advice. Now here is my hot take. If someone online is actively trying to sell you supplements, vitamins, or a diet plan, they're most likely not the person that you should be going to to receive helpful, healthy, and sustainable nutrition advice. And the reason for this, and I say specifically people who are actively trying to sell you things, is because these people, even if they have good intentions, genuinely enjoy making a difference in people's lives, also have the agenda of they want to be making money off of you. And that means they might be recommending that you buy things that they are selling or you buy things that they are getting paid to tell you to buy. So maybe a health influencer is being sponsored by a protein bar company or a protein powder company. Regardless of whether or not protein powder or protein bars are going to be a good fit into your personal uh, nutrition and health, they're going to tell you to buy them because they will make money when you do. Another example might be uh, someone who is a representative at a company that sells nutrition supplements might talk about nutrition a lot, want to give nutrition advice, want you to buy the products of that company because they will make money and it's not that these people don't have in incredible intentions. I know people who work for these companies and I think they're amazing, but it's really difficult to parse out where the intentions are and what sorts of advice are really going to be useful for you. I talked about a few episodes ago what people are really asking for when they want nutrition advice and what they're really wanting is that quick fix. Those quick magic answers that are going to make everything better right away without having to really put in the work. And most of the time these supplements, these vitamins, these diet plans that influencers are selling are those quick fixes which is really unfortunate because they're being presented in a way that's super accessible, super aesthetically pleasing, super sometimes affordable, sometimes not affordable. You're being enticed to buy them by, you know, the, the idea of becoming just like this person that you're watching on Instagram or YouTube. Now, all of this really just begs the question, who do I go to when I need nutrition advice? And the answer to that is going to depend on what kind of advice you need. In general, for most medical conditions, diabetes, Crohn's disease, celiac, hypertension, any kind of metabolic disorders, any of that, those diagnosed nutrition issues, dietitians are going to be your go-to, your clinical expert in the topic. Generally, if you don't know who to see, your doctor can refer you to a dietitian, and a lot of times with these specialized conditions, kidney disease, diabetes, uh, dietitian services will be covered by your insurance, which is super great. If you're really wanting advice about nutrition science, not so much medical advice for your own personal health, but maybe you really want to learn about the science of it all. Dietitians have some scientific training, but a lot of nutritionists out there, those nutritionists with master's degrees or PhDs who've spent years and years studying nutrition topics, those people are so knowledgeable about these specific scientific topics. I know dietitians who've done research in fiber and I know dietitians who do research in vitamin A metabolism and all these just super specialized really cool things. They do research about everything from appetite to metabolism to 
literally anything and everything and it is so cool to get to talk to them. Doctors and chiropractors are going to be able to give you more general advice from their medical research standpoint. Kind of, and it's really going to depend, like I said earlier, on how knowledgeable they are based on their own personal interests. Chiropractors also, as they are practitioners of complementary and alternative medicine, also receive training in dietary supplements. So if you're really wanting to try a dietary supplement, chiropractors are likely going to be some of the more knowledgeable people on those topics. You do sometimes have to be careful because chiropractors are often also selling dietary supplements. And if you have any kind of serious medical condition, it's very important to talk to a doctor, a dietitian, or a pharmacist to make sure that none of the supplements are going to interact with any medications that you may be taking. If you're wanting more generalized health and wellness advice in the context of nutrition, then personal trainers and health coaches, and sometimes even the other nutrition certifications that I mentioned, are going to be able to be really good resources for you. If you're just wanting general tips, advice, maybe you need recipes, maybe you need ways to sneak more protein in your busy schedule, these people are going to be able to give you all kinds of normal I'd say normal with quotes around it, normal nutrition advice. So general nutrition advice for generally healthy people. And this is about where I am right now in my education. I can only really talk about general nutrition for generally healthy people unless I'm under the direct supervision of a licensed professional. It's really difficult for me to provide any kind of perspective on online health influencers just because many people would consider me a health podcaster to be in that category. So Take everything I say with a grain of salt, of course, but be sure when you're online following these health influencers, heck, following me, looking at what these people are saying, what kind of education they have, what their motivations may be, are they selling something to you, what do they gain from giving you advice or telling you to buy a product. Really be skeptical. I always encourage people to be skeptical and to really do their research when they're trying to find advice online, especially on social media which is where a lot of people get their advice these days. A lot of people are finding um, news, health, politics, all of that is available on social media. But with all of the true things that are out there, all of the evidence-based things, all of the generally helpful, healthful, sustainable, there's a lot of misinformation out there. And a lot of people who maybe generally have good intentions but are also in it for the money. I'll also add here that just because a health influencer is selling something, be it a supplement, a vitamin, a diet plan, this doesn't mean that that plan might not work for some people. It doesn't mean that it's all, you know, bogus. I don't mean to say anything like that. But it does mean that a lot of the things that they're selling aren't necessarily supported by evidence-based clinical science. And it does mean that you know, especially with supplements and vitamins, those things are not regulated by the FDA. So depending on where you're getting them from, they might not be what they say they are. But then again, there are people who've been on certain supplements for years, who follow certain diet patterns for years and are happy with the results they're getting. So it's just all so complicated. Just one more note, I am not saying that you can't go to a dietitian if you just want to talk general nutrition and wellness. In fact, I'm saying the opposite. As I keep saying, dietitians are the nutrition experts, and you will get high-quality, evidence-based information and advice. If you have the opportunity, go see an RD. 
However, there are several other professions, as I've discussed previously, that can also provide general nutrition advice for generally healthy people. And if you're feeling inspired to change your lifestyle, definitely take advantage of the resources available to you. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to subscribe, to comment, to leave me a review, to leave me a five-star rating. Please let me know what you thought of this episode today. I would be so excited to hear from you. Please also go ahead and follow me on Instagram. I'm at FeedThatNation, and my blog is FeedThatNation.com, where I talk recipes, podcasting, photography, and a lot of other fun stuff about my life as a graduate student. Until next time, my name is Natalie Nation, and you're listening to Feed That Nation. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon.